Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. But it's really great to be back here to see what the Lord is doing in your church. You know, it is amazing. You know, I want to thank uh, Pastor Jared, you know, on honouring him this morning for all that he has done, you know, and inviting me here. There's a, there's a very, very brave step that he did last year, actually. Uh, we didn't know each other. I was here in 2019, you know, with a friend, and then, you know, he invited me back, you know, last year and all that. But it's really an honour to be to be invited back to this church, you know, I, and I really greatly honour this man. You know, I, I quoted this scripture on Friday and earlier in the service. I said that the Bible says, Paul says this, that you have 10,000 instructors in Christ but you don't have too many fathers you know and especially today with social media you get access to teachings you know teachings people just go on TikTok do a little dance you know and try to teach you some motivational stuff and say oh this is all scripture Bible be, be careful of all that you know be careful of that I'm not against social media ministry but I, I, I think that you know that the, the primary ministry that God has is still through the body of Christ Amen come on Amen well, I know that sometimes some people don't like TikTok, but TikTok is Singapore company now, you know. The CEO is Singapore, you know. And, uh, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, but the, the way God works, it, it never changes. You know, maybe the style can change, you know, but God used the body of Christ, amen. And, and, and the Lord has given you this body of Christ in global heart, you know, and not just an instructor, but a father, you know, that's the difference between an instructor and a father. You know, an instructor can just, their, their motivation can just be to teach you what they want to teach you, but a father is there to love you. That's the difference. That's the, you know, it's dangerous. We see people, you put people up here that love to preach. You know, I tell people, I, I don't love to preach. I preach to love. It, it, you know, if you've been up here and uh, you've been up behind the pulpit week after week, preaching is tough. Because you're meeting new people, you do not know them, you don't know whether they like your face, they don't like your face. Thank God, most of the time, they quite like my face, I think. People think that I'm 20, but I'm 50. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And especially in Africa. That's why I enjoyed myself so much in Zambia. Because everybody thought I was 20 there. I told them I would start a skincare line product, you know. You know, it's the Singapore sun and the grace of God in our life, Amen. You know, so really, really, you know, appreciate your pastor, honour him and his lovely wife. For the first time, he allowed us to meet his wife. I've been here last year, I did, I did, I did meet Pastor Sue, but it was such a lovely meeting. Now I know his secret weapon. The secret to all his success, beside Jesus. It's a, but we really want to honour them, amen. Um, and thank God I'm here today. And I want to bring a word to you today. Um, it's a word that I received when I was in Switzerland. And uh, so I was there on a ministry trip. I brought my second son with me and we were up in the Swiss Alps, Jungfrau Jok, the tallest peak and all that. So he was all excited. He wanted to go snowboarding. Uh, but I decided that I wouldn't try snowboarding because the last time I tried down the Korean slope, you know, I carried my board down all the way down. I walked all the way down the slope instead of going down the slope. And, uh, and uh, my son walks, you know, they, they glide past me and they just laugh at me. Oh, Papa, you're still walking down the slope, you know. So at this time, I thought I would get wiser. I decided not to join him. He went on the, on the board, uh, on the mountain uh, picks himself and I went out, of, went out on the snowboard, but I was just lying down. 
is you lie down on the slopes of Switzerland. And as I was lying down there, just talking to the Lord, you know, I heard the Lord say this to me. He said that, tell my people that spring is here. Spring is here. Spring is here. And He told me, to, He commissioned me to wherever, whichever church I go to, the places I go to that He sent me to preach, you know. And, 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 and notice this, you know, if you're aspiring to preach, you must always be sent. You don't just set up shop. You know, preaching is not food truck, you know. I saw a couple of food trucks down at Scarborough Beach yesterday, you know. You can just, it's not just a food truck you can set up, you know. You want to be released by the Lord. And the Lord told me that wherever you go, tell the people that spring is here. The birds are chirping. Joy is here again. And, and He gave me a scripture from the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. He says, See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. And the cooing of doves is heard in our land. You know, dove is a picture of the Holy Spirit. You know, which means that you can start to hear the Holy Spirit all over again in this new spring season. You know, there's a famine. The Bible talks about famine and not just, you know, um, physical famine. There's, a, there's also a spiritual famine. And it's the famine of the lack of God's Word. You know, but in this season that I believe that God is ushering, you know, into His body, in the, into the body of Christ, into His church, to His bride, that you'll start to hear His voice again. And I want to encourage you this, that, you know, that your inability to hear God is not greater than God's ability to speak to you. Amen. And you know what? And if God is speaking to you, He will not allow the devil to interrupt. Which of you fathers, when you're talking to your son, you know, if a stranger come and try to give us a different instruction, you will let your stranger interrupt. He doesn't do that, right? You know, and likewise, you know, the Lord is speaking again to His people. And He says in verse 13, The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling. Come, my beautiful one, come with me. You know, the Lord is inviting His people, come with Him into the spring season. Amen. Because every season serves its purpose. You know, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. You know, there's a time for everything, all right? And everything in its time. Everybody say, me say, a time for everything and everything in its time. So there's a purpose. There's a purpose, you know, in your spring season that is here now that the Lord is declaring to you. But that doesn't mean your winter season is wasted. It doesn't mean your winter season is wasted. You know, um, you know, you, 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 maybe in your winter season you feel like, you know, people ignore you. You know, uh, people didn't care about you. You felt like you were set aside by men. Some of you might feel like, oh, my winter season, oh, it's bad. It was bad. I'm so glad for this word, Pastor Ben, but it was so bad. Winter is bad. No, 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 no. God can use your winter season. You, it may look like you were set aside by men, but actually you were set apart by God. You know, and maybe for some of you, the, the rejection of the friends that you have, you know, maybe somebody left you, your friends, you know, or, you know, you, your young people who are dating, your girlfriend reject you. Hey, that's not a rejection. There's a redirection. That means there's a better one coming along. Amen. You know, rejection, you know, rejection by men is just a redirection by God. There's a better one coming along. You know, it's a loss. 
You know, um, I, I dated my wife, you know, I'm, I'm her first boyfriend. Praise the Lord, but... Yeah, but she's my fourth girlfriend. Oh. So she got someone with more experience, you know. She got more, more experience. She went by going for someone that's more experienced, I went by faith. You know, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so glad that those three girls rejected me. Yeah, all three rejected me. Yeah, one of them told me that actually I never really like you. I only pity you. The, the last I checked her Facebook, she's still not married. Praise the Lord. <laughs> secretly, secretly. <laughs> you see, God knows what is best for you. While I was going through the winter period, you know, God was preparing a spring season. Amen, amen. You know, God can use our winter season. He can use our trials, our testing. If you're going through a testing, you feel like my winter season, oh, it's full of testing. And that's because God is preparing you for testimonies. You see, because without testing, there's no testimonies. Right? I like to tell young people this, you know, say, oh, you, you know, Pastor Benjamin, you do not know my, my leaders, you do not know my superiors at work. They're horrible, they're like sore. You know, I feel like I'm speared by my leader all the time, I'm being speared by my superior all the time. But I say, well, good news is you are David. If there is a sore in your life, you are being speared, it's because you are called to be a David. Amen. God can use a source in our life to develop a David in us. Amen. So those winter seasons are never wasted. You know, in fact, I learned this, that difficult winter seasons in our life are to protect us from the idolatries of self-reliance. Did you realize that when you're going through trials, you tend to pray more? You tend to read the Bible more? You know? You know, it's, it's, it's when you're on a winning streak, you know? When, you, when, you, when you're experiencing success after success. And I always tell young men this, I say, maybe... Yeah, be especially cautious when you're experiencing you know, the momentum of success. It's, oh, really? I said, because you start to feel that you're invisible. And you can go on and on and on and on and on. You know, but in your winter season, oh, that's when you learn that, oh, you can't make it. You can't do anything. But it doesn't stop there at that you can't do anything but you will begin to learn and realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. The breakings, the breakings. You know, many times you, 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 when you go through winter season, it's very hard. How many of you have ever, ever, ever been through a winter season in your life? Okay, by the hands lifted, I know your age. <laughs> once I had, there was once I was preaching in my church. And then somebody gave, me, gave, gave some comments. Oh, wow. So this was, was my first time. And then uh, one of the church members said, Oh, wow, these pastors sound very weathered, huh? <laughs> very weathered means you've been old, you know? Yeah, so sometimes, you know, uh, in, in youth events in Singapore, you know, for their, 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 their youth ministries gatherings, oh, we're going to introduce you a legend, you know, this is a legend in the youth ministry. And I, and I take over the mic. I say, Actually, legend just means that I, I'm, I'm old and I've been around for a long time. <laughs> That, that's all, that's all, nothing more. Don't, don't get too flattered by it. <laughs> you know, but, but when you go through a hard, dif difficult winter season, you know, it breaks you. But the breaking is good. 
You know, once I was having a discussion with my pastor back then, and we were talking about raising new leaders, raising new leaders. And, and so the leadership, we were, the elders were talking, oh, we need to train up new leaders. You know, and then I just, I just felt like um, the Holy Spirit wanted me to say this. And I say that, and I say this to the leadership, I said, I think that sometimes it's not training that they need, but sometimes it's breaking that they need. <laughs> Because you see, sometimes when you train people, it strengthens their flesh. But when they go through a breaking, they learn not to be confident in their flesh. And when you are broken, that's where the aroma and the fragrance of Christ can come through all of us. Amen. You know, I, I always like to say this, I, I'd rather walk with the broken than run with the mighty. You learn, you learn a lot more. It's easy to run with the mighty, but you want to walk with the broken. There's so much more you can learn from them. Amen. And, and the winter season, you know, in our life can bring us or bring you, bring all of us to an end of ourselves. But the end of ourselves is the beginning of Christ. So if ever you come to an end of yourself, you know, like this winter season has come to an end. You came to an end of yourself. So now spring is here. And now that you know that spring season is here, it is no longer of yourself. It is not your self-effort. It is something that God has begun a new season in your life. Amen. In Isaiah 43 verse 19, he says, See, I'm doing a new thing. The thing about the new season is start seeing. See that I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You know, many times we don't perceive when God is doing something new. You know, David was anointed as king. But for a long time, he did not perceive that the Lord has made him king. He, didn't, he, he, he looked at things naturally. He thought, oh, maybe it's those people, they just needed a king, so they appointed me as a king. But there's a scripture in the Bible that said that one day David perceived that the Lord has made him king. And that's when he started to possess his possession. You see, many times we cannot possess our possession until we perceive what the Lord is doing in our lives. Amen. Like right now, what the Lord is doing in Global Heart, you know, putting in new church plan, what is happening in Zambia. And when I was there in Zambia, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, the, the praise and worship there, oh my, oh. Oh, it's crazy the way they dance there. I'm like, whoo, whoo, wow. Put us Chinese to shame, man. Because if you go to a Chinese congregation, all we do is just like that, you know, we don't dance. We're just all trying to look important, and, you know. Oh, but those Africans, they were dancing and all that. I tried to dance like them. Oh, but I look like a monkey. I just couldn't do the dance move. I'm Chinese, man. <laughs> Chinese. I know how to hold chopsticks, but that's it. <laughs> But perceive, perceive what the Lord is doing in your church. You know, the, the Lord is doing, what well, the thing that the Lord is doing in Zambia, the Lord is doing in Montreal, the Lord is doing in Hamburg, in Melbourne, in Perth. Come on. I mean, just, just give you a little tip. I mean, there's no, it's not, for, it's not, uh, it's not accidental that Perth is growing northwards. You're building new community up north, right? You know, I was just up uh, in Mindari. Was it Mindari? Queen's Rocks. Yeah, and, and then they say that the, the new highway is opening up again. 
is going up. You, you think the new highway is for the government to assess the people? You think it's just for ease of traffic, congestion? No, it's so that people can come to the church. So that we can have church, more people coming to the church. God is opening up new traffic highway for that purpose. Look at things, perceive what the Lord is doing. And get ready for this coming Sunday miracle offering. Amen. Wow. I've not even started my sermon actually. <laughs> I'm serious, I've not even started. That was just an introduction. It's not even an introduction. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's good to be in the church where the Holy, Holy Spirit is here, see? You can flow along and all that. It's really nice. You know, so what do, we, what do we do in spring season? There are three things that I would like to leave with you. You know, number one, in, a, in the spring season, go with Jesus. Follow Him. You remember I quoted, you know, in um, the Song of Songs, Arise, come my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Right? I, I learned this as I grow older. Hopefully wiser, older. You know, age don't always speak wisdom. Right? You know, I have a lot of taxi drivers in Singapore. You know, they're old taxi drivers. You know, and, and the, every time I get into the taxi, taxi, you know, they're telling me how the country should be run. They're always telling me, you know, what the government did not do, failed to do, or what they can, how they can do it better. But they're not the member of parliament, you know. Somehow, for some reason, God did not put them there. So age doesn't always speak wisdom. It can bring experience, but it's not, it does not always speak wisdom. Amen. You know, and, but as I grow older and hopefully a little bit wiser, I learned this. When I was younger, I pray, Lord, bless where I go. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I think the Lord allows that. But as I grow older in the Lord, with the Lord, and hopefully wiser, I learned this, that I go where He is blessing. So today I no longer pray, Lord bless where I go. Instead I pray, God, show me where You are blessing and that's where I want to go. You know, that's why you've got very wise people here this morning. You are here in church on a Sunday at Global Heart because you know that the Lord is here. Amen. You know, so go in spring season, you know, go where the Lord is. In Solomon's, uh, Song of Solomon's chapter 1, verse 5, it says, the bright says, and the bright represent the church. He said, I'm very dark but lovely. You know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful expression if you, if you study the Song of Solomon. I'm very dark but lovely. She sees herself lovely, but she knows that she's dark. Why? Because she's under the sun. You get dark under the sun, right? Do you Australians still like to suntan? No. I don't see very much down Scarborough, you know. I just see a lot of people surfing. Early in the morning, I, I always tell my wife, I say, look, 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 look. All the seals, the seals are out. They're all in black. <laughs> And, and so, coming back to this, is I'm, very, I'm very dark but lovely. So, which means that she, she's been weathered under the sun. But lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not gaze at me, the bride. She was self-conscious. Do not gaze at me because I'm dark, because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's son were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. You know, keep your vineyard. What is your vineyard? Your devotional life with the Lord. Your walk with the Lord. Only you can keep your vineyard. No one else can keep your vineyard for you. 
You know, and so she was, she was feeling like, oh, I'm a little bit away from the Lord. And then she said this in verse 7, and there's wisdom there. She said, tell me you whom my soul loves, where you pasture your flock, where you make it lie down at noon. For why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flocks of your companion? You know, and then, then you can see that there is a, a work of the Spirit. She began to realize, you know, she's darkened by the sun, she's tired. And then she realized, oh, where are you, Lord? Where are you, Lord? And then the bridegroom, a representation of Jesus, you know, in this passage, replied. said, if you do not know, I love this. She said, I'm dark but lovely. But Jesus said to her, oh, most beautiful among women. You may feel that you are dark but lovely. But Jesus is looking at you today and said, oh, most beautiful among women. And Jesus replied, or the bridegroom replied, said, follow in the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats beside the shepherd's tent. That means Jesus was saying, the bridegroom was saying to the bride, if you want to know where I am, follow the tracks of the flock. If you're wondering today, yes, Pastor Benjamin, I, I, I like what you say. Yes, I want to follow the Lord. But how do I do that? Follow the tracks of the flock. Follow the tracks. Don't, don't follow the tracks of TikTok. Hello? What do you mean by follow the tracks of the flock? Go join a connect group. Hello? That's where the flock is. Yeah? You say, oh, but I, I'm, I'm in a connect group and I'm bored. Then serve somewhere in the ministry. Be part of the church. You know, the church is, the church is not, it's not a cinema. Showing up on church on Sunday doesn't make you a Christian. <laughs> Pastor Jared told me that I'm like a mosquito. I'm just biting all over the places. So my preaching is like a mosquito bike. But, but you know, many times, let me tell you, in my 30 years of ministry, people are like, oh, how do I know what God is telling me to do? I said, hey, you start joining a connect group. Be among God's people. Because when you're among God's people, the Bible says, every joint supply. Yeah. I mean, if you're among 10 people of God week after week, surely God can use the wisdom of those people to speak to you and I'm telling you that God does it all the time that's how some of my revelation and sermon is born because I was dumb but then God override my dumbness dumb and dumber right my favorite movie God override my dumbness and then God speak through me that's why he says you know let, let the, the, those that preach you know let those that speak speak as the oracles of God God can override us preachers so that he can get a word of wisdom into your life when you show up in church, turn up, get involved, serve among the people. Amen. So you want to know how to follow the Lord? You know, go where the flock is. Right? And he says, you know, pasture the young goats. You know, and sometimes, I, this is another thing that I like to encourage people to do. You know, say, oh, I'm losing the joy of my salvation. Oh, I don't feel that fire anymore, Benjamin. I, I used to feel the fire when I come to church. I no longer feel the fire. I said, bring someone new. Bring someone new. Reach out to someone. You know, because when you bring someone new to church, an unsaved person, and you see the person, you know, receiving the Lord, that's going to fire you up all over again. Simple things. Simple things. Right? Am I talking to someone today? Uh, you guys okay? Is this offensive? Oh, you guys are looking at me later. 
And it's besides the shepherd's tents. Hang around your pastors. Hang around your leaders. In my first service, right, I say, pastor your pastor. Pastor them. You know, give them a call. Say, meet me for coffee on Monday. Monday not free, Tuesday. Tuesday not free, Wednesday. Not free, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, call your pastors. They said, Pastor Jerry, he just said that, you know. <laughs> he was pointing to them. You know, call them. You know, and sometimes, you know, we, 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 we think that, oh, we want to hear God's voice first. Oh, God got to speak to me direct. You know, when Samuel first learned to hear God's voice, he thought, when God first spoke to him, he thought that it was Eli, a corrupted leader. Three times Samuel thought it was Eli. Only on the third time that Eli, lightning fast mind, said to Samuel, you know, next time you hear the voice, go lie down and then say, Lord, I'm here. Speak. I'm here to listen. Speak. So sometimes, God's voice sounds like your leader. Oh, that's not very nice. Deal with it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do, you, do you guys often get such preachers that's so straight talking? <laughs> no, but I really want to encourage you. Hear my heart. Hear my heart. Everybody say, maybe somebody said, well, but I, I, I had some bad experience at church. That's great. Then you realize that people are imperfect. But their imperfection is for your sanctification. Come on. Oh, this brother offend me. Oh, this sister offend me with a with new makeup. Then you learn to deal with offenses. Hello? Very quiet in this Presbyterian church. Number two, point number two. See, I've got the, now that was just point number one. Point number two, pray. In Zechariah chapter 10, in springtime, verse 1, it says, Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. You know, ask the Lord, as during springtime, ask the Lord for rain. Why? Because rain will cause a bountiful harvest. Because you see, the, the, the seeds are sown, they are germinating, right? It, it, it is taking roots and, and harvest time, before harvest time, you need the spring rain just before the harvest. Amen. In Deuteronomy uh, chapter 11, verse 14, it says, Then I will send rain on your land in its season, both the autumn and the spring rain, so that you may gather in your grain, your new wine, and olive oil. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. The Lord will open up the heavens, the storehouse of His bounty to send rain on your land in season and bless all the work of your hands. And you will lend to many nations and will borrow from none. So you pray for the rain, you know, and so that you will, it will bless all the work of your hands. And rain, in Isaiah 44 verse 3, it says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land, streams on dry ground, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Rain bring generational blessing. It bless the work of your hands. It brings a harvest, but it also brings generational blessing. Amen. You know, and so then the question here is, also is it we pray for rain, is it really physical rain? You know, no, I'm, I'm talking about a spiritual rain, which I'm, I'm going to expound to you. You know, in fact, I think that it is prophetic that you have seen the largest rainfall. 
This year, right? You know, so when Pastor Jared was bringing me to the dam, what dam was that? <laughs> yeah, one of Mandere dam, and it was raining. <laughs> you know, and she was, she was telling me that oh, we, we, they have a, you, you guys have a lot of rain. I, I just felt in my spirit, oh wow, no wonder God wants me to share this message this coming Sunday. Yeah. You know, and because there is a spiritual significance to spring rain. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 15, in the light of a king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud with spring rain. So his favor is a cloud with spring rain. His favor is not the spring rain, but his favor is like a cloud with spring rain. We know that today we can enjoy the favor of God that is undeserved. Because Jesus took the punishment that was meant for us in undeservedly so that today we can enjoy His favor and His grace in an undeserved way. Amen? You know, but this favor comes like a cloud of the spring rain. And so how does this favor then transfer? Or how does it come down through us? It says in Job, uh, Job chapter 29, verse 23, they waited for me as for showers and drank in my words as the spring rain. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants in Deuteronomy 32, verse 2. So what is rain? Rain is the word of God. Rain is the Word of God. And it's not just the Logos Word of God, but it's a Rhema Word of God. A Word in season. So what you have here is that God gave us favour. And His favour is like a cloud of the spring rain. Right? But it stays up there. It stays up there. Like we all know today that Jesus died for our sins, you know, your sins and my sins, that we may be made the righteousness of God in Christ. We also know from the scripture that the blessing is on the head of the righteous. You see, but then the question here is, how do I walk in an ever-increasing favour of God in my life? You see, I come from a church where we preach grace and favour week after week. And I've been there for 30 years. All right, And let me tell you that I don't see people receiving the kind of favour and grace that they should for some people in the last 30 years. But there are some people that come for three weeks and but they begin to experience the favour and the grace of God. Yes. Then if you ask me, so, oh, what is, what is the difference? Why, why is it like that? Both go to church? Yeah, that's what they follow the flocks, the tracks of the flocks. Right? Then what, what, what's the difference? So he said, it's not just coming to your connect group. It is not just coming to your service. It's you, when you come, you pray. He said, Lord, reveal to me the word that you have for me. Operate on my heart with your word. I like to tell people this. I said, it's not how many times you went through the Bible. It's how many times the Bible went through you. So we need to pray for rain. You know, and when, when, and when it's a revelation, you see, it, it is not our effort. It is not our self-effort. It, it takes the Holy Spirit to show us. And when you have the revelation of God's Word, right, that favour, like a cloud, will come down like rain. That revelation 
will bring a revolution in your life. Amen. You know, so pray. Every time when you go for connect group, every time you come from a, a service, a leadership session, pray that the Lord will show you His Word. Amen. Whew. Point number three. Last point, last point. You guys okay? Yeah, Singaporeans were long-winded. The last thing that you do during the spring season. So, you follow where the Lord is, where He's going. Go in the tracks of the flocks. Number two, you pray for rain. What happened after when the rain come? What did I say earlier? You know, when the rain come, the harvest come. Right? You know, and harvest come is happy time, man. Harvest come. Oh, I got a new girlfriend. Pastor Jerry, I got a new girlfriend. You harvest, you know. You're happy and all that you're enjoying the harvest. Right? The farmer, when the harvest comes, they enjoy the harvest. They har- he harvests the fruits. He harvests the crops. You know, but he doesn't stop there. What does he do during springtime? He sow the seeds again. So during springtime, it's also a season of sowing. He says in Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 13, he says that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. You see, when God brings a harvest, your harvest has got two categories. One is bread for the eater. The other is seed for the sower. You know, you you are to consume your bread, but don't consume your seed. Your seed are meant for sowing. You know, don't eat your seed and sow your bread or sow your seed and eat your bread. But sow your seed and eat your bread, you know. The Lord will always provide both. You know, but, but the Lord wants you to start sowing again during this time of singing, during this time of celebration. You know, while you're celebrating the harvest, you know, never forget that it is the Lord who has given you the power to get wealth. Amen. You know, that's why we give 10% to the Lord. You know, I do not know what you do here, but at least in Singapore, we do. We bring our tithe every month. We bring our tithe every month. You know, and so sometimes, you know, people like to ask me, some smart Alex people, do you have them? You do have them in the church? Yeah. So, oh, why must we give 10%? 10% is old covenant. They say, you're right. Well, Benjamin, 10% is, is tithe. The tithe is talking about in Old, in, in Old Testament. Not much mentioned in the New Testament. Why must I give 10% to the Lord? I can give any amount that I want to. I say, really? I say, I think that it's a principle. We see there's a type, a typology, a picture. I can do, I can do a whole sermon on it and explain to it. But I said, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. There's no real specific like, oh, you bring your tithe to the local church in the New, 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 new Testament. I, I say, yeah, it's true. But I tell you what, it's in the New Testament. The New Testament in Acts chapter 4 says that sell everything you have. Sell everything you have. Then, oh, and they start to back away. Oh, yeah, that's the wisdom of God. 10% is good. 10% is good. <laughs> you know, pe- people like to argue and all that, you know. That's, that's, but, but really, it, that, let's not try to argue about the ways of God. If you want the results of God, you want the blessing that brings no sorrow. 
You know, you go with the Word of God. You go with the ways of God. You know, and, and let me just say this, that, you know, giving in church, I know we use the expression, we give. But giving is actually sowing. You know, in the kingdom of God, in, in the spiritual atmosphere, you know, what the angels see is not your giving, but it is your sowing. You know, because you can give to any charity. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to the work of God, you're not giving, you are sowing. You know why? Because to sow implies that the action comes with an expectation. An expectation of harvest. You see, because you can never outgive God. Sometimes we think that, oh, we're doing God a favour. I'm giving Him some of my money. I did had some breakthrough. I giving him something like no, 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 no. God, God is not after your seed. Actually, God is after your harvest. I mean, how, how many farmer sow a seed to get seed? Have you thought about that? No farmer sow a seed to get seed. They sow a seed to get fruits. Hello. And the mango. You got mangoes here in Australia. Yeah, pretty big ones. I know. There's one seed in the mango. Right. But if you eat that seed, right, there's no mango tree. But if you plant that one seed, you get a mango tree. And in one mango tree, how many mangoes do you get? I'll leave it to you to go and count. Go out look for a mango tree and count. You see, God, God has ordained these things. Amen. And so in, in spring season, so, especially this coming miracle offering, so, so, you know, it, it, is, it, is, it is a spiritual principle. In fact, uh, just this morning, I woke up about 5 plus, 5 a.m., 5, 5.13 a.m., you know, and I woke up, I, I, you know, as uh, all modern men, our bad habit, we open up our phone first thing. You know, instead of kissing our wife, we're looking at our phone. And then a, a testimony came in for me. And this is just fresh, this, this, this morning. So this person sent me a testimony. He said, hey, Pastor Ben, you know, I, 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 took your, I took your encouragement and I started tithing to church to the church that she's attending. So I started tithing. And you know what? And God has been blessing me over and above my fixed income supernaturally. She's probably referring to her salary. She was struggling to tithe. You know, she had some discouragement, bad experience in church. And then she's like, oh, I do not know what this church wants. They're after my money. They're after my money. They're after my money. And I'm just, I'm just trying to encourage her. I said, no, you know, they're not after your money. You know, it, it, it is the Lord wanting your seed. And when she started doing that, she began to experience over and above a fixed income supernaturally. And then in the church, they had a miracle offering last week, just last week. You know, and she said, I gave and she said, I gave an amount that God put on my heart. And for this coming week in this miracle offering, God is going to give you an amount that God will put in your heart. You know, and let me tell you that likely is an impossible amount. Why? Because it will take God and not you. Even the seed that you're going to sow, God will supply it. Amen. And so she said, I gave an amount that God put in my heart for the miracle offering this week. And the very next day, the very next day, this is an overnight harvest. The very next day, she got 150% return back immediately. Come on, give the glory to Jesus. I think she, 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 the, the way she put it, she's like, she's, she's just like, thank you for your advice. I was just trying out what you're trying, what you're telling me. She didn't expect this. She didn't expect this because she didn't know how good her God is. 
Some of us, we are not giving because we don't know how good our Father is. He's just after your harvest, not your seed. You know, wait till your seed is on the ground. Oh, you can experience that harvest that is never ending in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Jesus all the praise here. Hallelujah. You know, so give this coming miracle offering, this coming, you know, weekend that you're going to have. Give. So, you know, with expectation that harvest is coming. No, this is not about the trade with God. Some people say, oh, you're about to read. You're telling the God, I give you this, you're going to give me that. No, no, it's not a tick for that. I'm just going by what the Word of God says. You know, and I've experienced that myself. And that's why you can tell that I speak about this with passion. Especially people that say, oh, there's no tithing in the New Testament. <laughs> I'm like, you decide, you want your kind of, you want your own self-effort or you want a God effort. Amen. I mean, isn't it amazing? God give us the grace. We use the grace that He gave us and then He reward us some more with the grace. What a good God. You can never outgive God. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.